What's going on, everybody? This is Noah Alvarez, and you are tuned into episode 109 of the My Mike and I podcast. Thank you to everybody that's listening. Before we get into this week's show, let's go ahead and knock away some of the uh, advertisements uh, that we have for the show. Um, be sure to go check out Popple. That's Popple, P-O-P-L dot co. And use promo code LOCKER for 20% off on every single purchase. What Popple is, it's an attachment that goes to the back of your phone. And essentially, it's a business card. So if you want to connect with someone, pass along your information, whether it's a website, Instagram page, or YouTube channel, all you got to do is tap the back of your phone. Well, you have to program it first on your phone. Then tap the back of someone else's phone, and your information, whatever you program, will pop up on the other person's screen. So be sure to go check out popple.co, P-O-P-L.co, and use promo code LOCKER for 20% off. Also, be sure to go check out PhoenixFit, F-N-X-F-I-T.com. For all my fitness junkies out there, they have great fitness supplements, your pre-workouts, your post-workouts, your BCAAs, and they got some really dope athletic gear too, some nice dry fits that I got coming in. I'm a big fan of the Cricket Protein, uh, very good results that I've had with it, good taste, as well as it's very uh, environmentally friendly too takes less water than beef protein, the typical stuff that um, is sold on shelves and that most people get. So be sure to check out the Cricket Protein and use promo code MyMikeAndI with the letter N, so my mic, the letter N-I, for 15% off in every single purchase. Also like to throw out there too that every purchase you make on phoenixfit.com, a gallon of water gets donated to a person in need across the globe through their live program. So be sure to go check out phoenixfit.com, fnxfit.com, and use promo code MyMikeAndI with the letter N. Now, no promo code for this one, but uh, there are some podcasts that I've been listening to that are giving free advertisement and just promoting some of the local black-owned businesses. And myself as a goal these next couple weeks is just, with all that's going on, I want to support the black community as much as possible and do my part. I want to uh, basically shout out a black-owned business that I have been to or tried, whether it's a restaurant or something else, in the Orange County area, because that's where I, that's where I call home. And this week, I want to highlight Georgia. So it's located in the Anaheim Packing District. If you're unfamiliar with that, really like Instagram savvy place. It's kind of you know for all those influencers to take fancy pictures. It's a nice place to take your girl for sure, 100%. It's located on the second floor of the Anaheim Packing District, and it's all Southern style food. I had the jambalaya last weekend. And oh my god, that shit smacked. That shit was so amazing. So be sure to go check out Georgia's restaurant in the Anaheim Packing District. No promo code for that one, but just, yeah, do your part and support black-owned businesses in the Orange County area. Now, before we get into this week's guest, last thing that we got to knock out. I did want to thank Generic Sports for producing the instrumental in the background. I did want to thank Vince Correa for designing the My Mike and I logo that you are seeing in your screen. Also, if you're on the Instagram platform, be sure to go follow the My Mike and I Instagram page at my period Mike and period I. One more time, that's at my period Mike and period I. It's a relatively new page that I started this year, but we're already at 700 followers, so pretty big milestone. Starting to grow that fan base organically on that platform and just trying to do my part as far as you know, promote wellness, promote uh. Promote good vibes. <laughs> I guess that's the best way to simplify things. So yeah, be sure to go follow that Instagram page. And now let's go ahead and get into this week's guest. This week's guest is a rapper out of Pomona by the name of Wakaz. We talk about a lot of different things. Coronavirus, especially. Big one because of all that's went on. Funny story, backstory to this interview. We had actually planned this 
the week that everything got shut down because of coronavirus and because you know we wanted to practice social distancing and whatever i didn't want to you know we couldn't we had to postpone the interview so this was about two and a half three months in the making uh so without further ado hope you enjoy the conversation between wakaz and myself so what this is like two three months in the making right Dude, for real man <laughs> like, took way too long <laughs> literally right when the, like we met i think that's when coronavirus was like nah you're not mean today yeah yeah speaking of coronavirus i mean how has that affected you as far as your music career and your pursuits and everything you know what dude like luckily man i'm blessed to have i guess you can call it like an essential job mm-hmm. so obviously i make music that's my hopefully one day my main thing inshallah bro but like and inshallah just means god willing yeah but um yeah, so I work at the bank as well. So okay. like, you know, with that, yeah, they cut our hours a little bit, but the crazy part is like they just shorten the hours, but we still get paid full time. So the amount we work. So, I mean, I can't complain. And that stimulus check came in well, you know. <laughs> right. So like, <laughs> I mean, to be honest, me personally, the coronavirus hasn't affected me a lot, man. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, no one that I know of. Well, supposedly my uncle might have it, but you know, the, I'm not conspiracy theorist, but half of this stuff is bogus <laughs> to me, bro. Does it? Um, yeah. Yeah, because actually, my brother was telling me that he does insurance, man. Mm-hmm. And he said that one of his clients died in an accident. They cl- they declared the reason of death coronavirus. Ooh. So, wow. yeah. And then there was that one viral video of a nurse, too, that did, like, that she was saying, like, my, they're killing minorities in hospitals. And they're putting coronaviruses to death reason. Mm-hmm. And then Just also. Just to boost the stats? Yeah. And my uncle, man, works in, uh. Like the financial side of the hospitals, but dude, to just to hook somebody up to a ventilator is forty. The hospital gets forty k. So I mean, shit, bro. It's it's always it's always money yeah. involved, bro, and that's what I hate, man. Yeah, that's what's crazy about you this know? country, though. It's like built on you know capitalism and like greed, yeah. and obviously you know. And that's why a- from the jump, I've been telling everyone like this just seems bogus. Yeah. And then now you tell me that here's my thing, bro. This is some deadly virus, right? Uh-huh. But now everything's reopening and stuff. Right. I don't know where. No right. vaccines out there. <laughs> No type of nothing different. Now you don't have to really wear a mask where you go. Mm-hmm. Now you can actually, I mean, just keep, just stay six feet away. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then on top of that, the one that really pisses me off is that like, I can't go to a mom and pop shop and do my grocery shopping. Yeah. But I can walk into Target and Walmart. So this coronavirus smart as shit, man. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't go to fucking no, it's Target that, and Walmart, it, apparently. It definitely hit at a time where like all those mom and pop, whether they're markets or just like local restaurants yeah. and stuff like that, they're, they're suffering the most, you know what I'm saying? Because they don't have that money to back them up, like yeah. the big corporations. And then... Just like you said, it, all of a sudden, I feel like it's not even safe to go back out there. It's just all, they need dude. money, right? Like yeah. the economy is kind of going to shit. That's Unemployment's really high. So they're just throwing us back out there just so we can freaking, you exactly. know. But at some point, it's like they did that on purpose, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I like I mean, I feel like they, a part of it tells me like they did it on purpose because I feel like as people, man, like you're an engineer. You feel me? You're, you know, you're doing your own podcast. We're making, we're breathing, we're giving ourselves power. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think the world, the government, I guess, is kind of like hating that. Yeah. Because before you have to go to like all these big companies and do all this other crap and like try to find the way to go to so yeah. make your own money. Now you can do it yourself, man. Mm-hmm. Like independent. I think they're like kind of scared of people being independent. And oh, yeah. Finally realizing like stop being sheep, man. Like now you can do your own shit and kind of, you know, progress. And mm-hmm. I think that's what it is. I think they, they need to instill that fear back. Yeah. In yeah. a sense, that's part of it, obviously. Imagine, but like, <laughs> it's like you know, you got con- they want to bring that control back in. Mm-hmm. That's what I feel like. Yeah, and that's good too, because just to relate it to me, I, I got into podcasts kind of late. I went to college, the whole thing, but I wanted to be yeah. on ESPN or something like. I thought that was the only way to go. You had to be right. on TV or a big radio station. But little did I know, like as soon as I graduated after college, like a friend recommended me, like, "Hey, start your own podcast." If like no one's hiring, yeah. and I was like, "What's a podcast?" But then you know, there, there's so many out there. There's like millions exactly. of podcasts out there for every special <clears throat> niche, and they're not censored, or at least the way you know what I mean. You don't have to go by exactly. FCC rules, so you can like you know talk about conspiracies or you can talk yeah. about whatever you know what I'm saying. And yeah, I think yeah. that's like a it's a dope platform. This is where like 
you know, like people like us who don't maybe dope. maybe can't make it to uh, like you know like the TV stations and everything. Like, who you no, don't say you can't make it. You're gonna make it, true, bro. True. You just gotta start somewhere. You feel <laughs> right, me? Right, exactly. It it's a good stepping stone. <laughs> yeah, man. You feel me? And then and you 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 mentioned too how you learn how to do editing on Adobe Premiere and everything. It's yeah, good to learn man. stuff yourself. Shout because, out YouTube. Yeah, YouTube University, man. Yeah, man. That's how I learned how to use Adobe Edition. That's, That's how, I got how music, man. Yeah, iMovie, everything. I think a lot of stuff. If you wanted, like, if your car was busted, you can honestly learn how to fix something on your car day, on bro. YouTube. My bathroom light messed up the other day. <laughs> it was one of them old fluorescent tube lights and shit. Mm-hmm. And then it just, my family's like, it's the bulb. I'm like, dude, I got the bulb from Home Depot, like, so many times. It's not the damn bulb. Yeah. Went on YouTube, <laughs> and it's like, oh, your ballast must be out. Motherfucker, I was an electrician for a little bit, you feel me? But I, t- <laughs> I took everything out, changed it, and now it's like LED. And it's like, bro, I feel accomplished. But, yeah. like, like you said, Thank God for school of YouTube, bro. You can go up in there and just learn anything. Mm-hmm. And that's what it is. Like, you bring your power back to yourself. Mm-hmm. And, like, what, that's like you said, you just do that research a little bit. And it's like, I can do shit myself. Yeah, exactly. If I, my car busts down, all right, man, I can figure this shit out. Like, right. Anything, man. this sound? Yeah. Like, sleep routines, meditation, day, yoga, man. anything, bro. Anything. Man. So, going to your music career, when did you first get into hip-hop? Or when did you first get into music and realize that you wanted to make some of your own? You know what, man? This is like so. My family's from Pakistan, or mm-hmm. I mean, I like to say Pakistan, but then some people like to whitewash it, and then you gotta say Pakistan. You feel me? But like, anyways, <laughs> that's where my parents come from. But they've been out here for years, man. Mm-hmm. But uh, um, so obviously, since I'm, you know, as a kid, you're you're kind of your parents are your first like friends, yeah. uh, or like whatever you're gonna get like your influence from, and your family and stuff. So coming from an immigrant family. Like, I was always grew up around my culture, and I think around, like, five or six, it's kind of like, you know, you start developing yourself a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, we just, my, my, there's four of us siblings, so we used to live in the apartments, uh, but when my parents had my little brother, like, they had to kind of move, we had to move into a house. And then, you know, I got, I got sticky fingers, man. If I, you take me to the store, no matter how broke I am, bro, I'm buying random shit. Like, I just got to <laughs> pick something up all day. Yeah. I've been, le- like, learning throughout my life, I've kind of learned to control it, but it's just been like that. <laughs> so we moved into his new crib. Not just a house, not a crib, but like, <laughs> uh, moved in and my mom had to go do some shopping, obviously, and didn't want to take my ugly ass because she was like, she already knew I'd want to pick something up, and I was like, you gotta bring me something. So I don't know if you remember when the whole cans came out, the big foam ones. Oh, okay. And you'd smack them together. And you'd go, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, either bring me that or bring me a CD player, and then I was like, you know, obviously anxious as hell, just sitting there like five, six years old, sitting at home. Um, and then my mom came back, and I'm like rummaging through the groceries, like what we get. And then she got me a little Walkman, bro. So it was like it wasn't even a CD player; it was a little radio. Oh, and I really? I think it had like okay. a tape deck on there at the time too. Dang, and what happened was, dude, I turned it on, and the first station it was on was Power 106. Mm-hmm. And all I heard was, "Baby, if you give it to me, I'll give it to you. <laughs> yeah, okay. I know what you want. Yeah, Buster so shout Rhymes, out Buster right? Rhymes and Mariah yeah. Carey, man. So then that's the first thing I heard. And so growing up to like just Indian movies, Bollywood movies, like and the same music like mm-hmm. that. It was something new, man. And then from there, like, I want to say that's when my interest got intrigued into, like, hip-hop culture. Mm-hmm. And then, like, that's where it started. When I really knew, I th- and then as a kid, man, I've always been, like, outgoing. And I kind of knew I always wanted to be, like, entertainment industry as it is. Yeah. And so, like, my earliest memories go back from, like, eight, when I used to tell my brothers and sisters, like, I'm going to be a rapper, like, actor or something. Yeah. Like, to the point where my big brother was like, you can't rap, dude. And, like, he actually <laughs> challenged me to a rap battle, man. Your cousin? My big brother. Oh, your brother. Yeah, okay. and he, we're four years apart. So, if I was, like, eight, he was about... 12, 13 is, right? So, um, <laughs> depending on where your birthday falls, imagine. But, like, so, I remember where I, he was like, we're going to get 15 minutes each, you know, and we'll write some stuff, and then we'll, like, perform it for my other two siblings, so my other my, my other brother and my sister, and see who wins. And I remember, man, I wrote some killer shit. I can't remember what it was. <laughs> but, man, I was roasting the shit out of this man, bro. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember we walked into, like, the big room to, like, go go ahead and uh, 
and like put our stuff, our skills together to the test. Yeah. And I think my brother read my sin. He's like, nah, man, just, let's leave it. I was like, so, I mean, in my head, I want to, I want to believe that he was intimidated. Mm, <laughs> yeah. Maybe he just like forgot about it. You know what I mean? You're 13 <laughs> teenagers. It's like, I got more better stuff to do than entertain right, myself. Right, right, right. But that's where it's been at. And then like, see, I, I'm always been outgoing, but I've always been like kind of hard on myself too. So like junior high and high school, I always knew I wanted to make music and I used to actually write stuff and like just like rap to myself, but mm. I would never be like the outgoing one that used to be out there on the tables, like mm. spitting with everyone. Yeah. One, cause I just didn't know how my craft was. Yeah. So I was like, the last thing I knew was to come to this table and I start freestyling with these people and somebody murders my shit. It's like, uh, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fucking X Factor type shit, man. <laughs> so I used to always write stuff, but a few of my friends did like get to read my lyrics in my iPhone and stuff. And I always used to, and I grew up off like, not grew up off of it, but like one of the, the biggest Scenes I was in, like, the jerking scene, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and that music just had ignorant lyrics, you yeah. know? So I used to write the dumbest ignorant lyrics, you know, like some YG shit, some, like, problem type shit. Yeah. <laughs> and it was, like, and I remember my friends used to laugh at my lyrics half the time, and on purpose. Like, I made them so they should laugh at them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then it was cool. So, like, I was like, all right, so the point's getting across, you know, you get my metaphors, whatever I'm throwing in there. So, like, that worked out. And then... I couldn't ask my parents to get my music stuff, man. So, mm -hmm. like, this is where, like, imagine, like, I'll give you guys a whole backstory, but this is where it kind of really started. Yeah. But, like, uh, I couldn't ask my parents to get my music stuff because, I mean, we weren't, like, the most well-off family. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It was, like, it was knees over once always, you know? So, I couldn't be like, hey, can you buy me a mic and, like, blah, 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 like, get this started. And my parents kind of still barely to this day believe in my dream. Mm -hmm. um, so, like, uh, so I, I, when I graduated high school is when I got my first job. And, like, I used to put money aside, and as soon as I got my first job, I was like, yo, I got some income coming in, mm -hmm. you know, steady income. Boom, I went on Amazon, bought, like, this starter pack with, like, headphones, and it came with the mic, and then it came with the pop filter. Yeah. And I was like, all right, cool. So I got, that comes in. But I was working full-time, 40 hours a week, and I was going to school full-time. I started going to Mount Sac right after high school. Yeah. Man, I put on, like, the freshman 15, bro. No, I got freshman 40, man. I Dang, got big. And I still right, got man. some of it on me, man. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to take this job and go nowhere. But, like, uh. So then that's what, that's what, it sat in my brother's room for a while, like, because that was like the room that was kind of separated from the house we added, added it on. But, so it sat there for a while, and I would always just be too tired to even try it. Mm -hmm. And then that's when I hit up my friend, I was like, bro, how'd you, like, record? Now I got this stuff. I remembered Audacity, because the school, our schools used to have them, but I was like, oh, that's, that shit looks whack, man. Yeah. I want to try it. So then uh, I hit my friend, my homie up, and I was like, bro, how'd you used to record the, the music? And he's like, go, go on YouTube. I'm not gonna say what to type in, but type this in and get the get the software. So I got that, and then that shit was sitting there for a while, man. Mm -hmm. And then like I think my brother went on a business trip actually, because the only time I could actually do it was at night. But it's like at night, my brother's sleeping. I can't really be in the in the studio, right. quote unquote, like rapping. And he had gone on a business trip, man. And I think it was like my next the next day I was basically off, man. So I got home from work or school, whatever it was. I can't remember exactly. And I sat down, and I was, like, just going through beats. And I did a freestyle over the Pound Cake beat mm. uh, with Drake okay, and Jay-Z. Yeah, yeah. Dropped that shit on SoundCloud. And then to my, like, surprise, I guess, like, I got, like, super dope feedback from it. And then that's when it started from going. Nice. So that was, what, I'm 24 now? I was, like, 17, 18 when that shit happened. Damn. So, yeah, so then it took me at least a year or two of just, like, trial and error, I guess you can call it, like, to, like, actually find, mm -hmm. like, music and kind of learn. Because I didn't come from a musical background. So right. all this shit is all... From like I said, God bless YouTube. Yeah. And 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 you know like I guess the will to want to learn, you know. So I was just trying to teach myself. I had to freaking learn about BPMs, mm -hmm. keys, song keys, and like everything. So it took a while at least for me to kind of get to a point where I was kind of comfortable with it. Mm -hmm. And then shout out my boy Reggie Levy, man. I got my first show, which was an open mic. That's all it was at, at Sam Ass. Yeah. Because like he was performing. He's like super talented. Um, and that's where it 
got to the point where it was like, all right, now this thing's actually coming something real. Mm-hmm. And then, so I want to say like a, a good four or five years then is like what I'm going to say. Like, shout out to 1AM Nubia, four or five years when I've been at it yeah. for real. Because like actually being able to do something with it. Yeah. And then it's just been growing from there, man. Trying out, sure. trying to make connections, trying to make the right music, trying to touch people. Not that way. Imagine pause, <laughs> but like <laughs> connect with people. I feel you. Yeah. And just go from there, man. So it's it's a journey. It's been a journey. Mm-hmm. It could it could go faster. Imagine like, where's my overnight success, man. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> but a lot of times it's a grind. I feel like those overnight successes are very few and far between. And even yeah, if yeah. they are overnight successes, like I always bring up, uh, like Designer by Panda. Yeah. Or wait. Panda by designer, right? Yeah, yeah. Like that whole, he was a one hit wonder, and essentially, like you know, he got a deal off of that song. But after that, he put out like one other good song that like people recognize, and then after that, like he kind of fell off. Yeah, yeah. You know, what I mean, he made music still, but it just wasn't. Uh, it didn't have. He didn't have success that sustained for a yeah, long time. Yeah, and I get, right? I hear that story a lot, man. But here's my thing, dude. Like, if you're gonna be a one hit wonder, like, one, it's not always even that easy to become a one-hit wonder. True. You know, a lot of people think yeah. a lot of these fools are one-hit wonders. Like, no, you've been that. They've been that for years, man. Mm-hmm. It's just this one song you fucking oh, yeah. heard and took over. You right. know what I mean? Like, DaBaby but, last year, I yeah. think I never heard of DaBaby before last year. Yeah. He had a few, like, songs on yeah, that one album. Um, was it Kirk? No, I think that was the first one. I forgot what the album was called, but he had a few bangers yeah. on the album. And everyone was like, oh, like, who's this new rapper? But then you find yeah. out he's, like, almost 30. <laughs> and, you know, he's been rapping for, like, 10 plus years. You're oh, like, oh, man. shit. Like, he's not a new guy. He just had f- something finally click for him, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's all it takes, man, is that one that clicks with people, bro. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, man, like, my homie Vic, man. Imagine shout out Black Market Productions. Shout out everyone. <laughs> but, like, he used to, he's always been on, on his game with, like, music, man. Like, mm-hmm. or anything, like, I guess, like, art-related, man. He's always been on top of stuff. So he actually, like, uh, knew about him, I want to say, a lot before. And he knows about a lot of artists before they pop off. So, I mean, like, just from him posting stuff or something like that, that's where I kind of got, like, to mm-hmm. it, too. And then, like you said, it was just that one song. Now it's like, everyone knows who he is. Bop mm-hmm. on Broadway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it, that's all it takes. But, as it, like, back to the one-hit wonder thing, it's like, you better have stuff to back it up. Right. Like, I remember seeing an interview with Russ, man. And as much as you hate him, you have to respect the dude, man. Mm-hmm. Or if you love him, who cares? Uh, but like he was like y'all was making music every single day and putting it out he was like I remember I can't remember exactly what he said but I know he said like he was putting some into like the vault to keep away he was putting some into like an album and then he was dropping singles as well and mm-hmm. he was like I knew one of these singles was gonna hit something mm-hmm. and it's like but I didn't want to be a fucking one hit wonder yeah. so once one of my singles takes off you damn sure I'm ready with fucking eight tapes to take off so that you don't forget about me right. whereas all these kids that do hit one hit wonders then it takes them three years to drop a new song. By that time, your 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 hype is gone, bro. Yeah. Like you're if you then at that point you're not even an artist. Like Tory Lanez did that shit amazingly. Yeah. Popped yeah, off and he yeah. kept that ball rolling mm-hmm. all Stayed day. Consistent, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Always like trying to one up himself. Even Tory Lanez has said you might think, and I think I was, it was on his live or something. He said something about like you might think I'm a one hit wonder, but hell no, like I've grown my shit, and that's why like a lot of these people that quote unquote use pop off at an or keep it theirs because they have a, a like a consistent like a solid following. Yeah. Like, like you know, I hate using fans. I saw it following like supporters, bro. Mm-hmm. Um, that's there. So like, whether you, what did he say, man? He's like, so if I make a song that pops off and shit, and then I go take a hiatus for three years, I'm I grew my fans to this point, right? Mm-hmm. They're gonna stay there. They know I got quality music. But if you just one hit wonder, you just come up right here, boom, out of nowhere, where like you didn't climb the steps, and then you take a hiatus, that's just going back down, bro. You got maybe every once in a while your song's gonna come up in the playlist, but right. like, yeah. yeah. So it's just I don't know. It's working at it. That's all like mm-hmm. it is. And I feel like one art, one hit wonders are kind of a dying breed. I feel like designer was a le- most recent example I could bring up. But I can't uh. off the top of my head. I can't think of anybody else that's you know 
kind of been a one-hit wonder most in yeah. more recent years as far as in the hip-hop industry. Neither can I, man, because most of them have capitalized off of it from yeah. what I've seen. Like, they'll pop up and it's like, are we still going? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, mm-hmm. which is what you should do. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, I don't, as far as designer, I think that's the only one I can think of, too. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Oh, well, Trinidad, well, no, Trinidad James was before designer. Yeah, he was. Right. That's right. Gold uh, all in my yeah, yeah, Right, yeah. that one? That's right. Man. Yeah. You just got to be smart. I think that's the biggest <laughs> thing, dude. Be smart about mm-hmm. it. Like, be prepared, yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, what? Like, it's you You kind of know what to expect, in a sense. Maybe not exactly what to expect, but you kind of know, like you said, what you got to prepare yourself for. Mm-hmm. So that's what that should be, like, on your mind always. Yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned something earlier that I want to go back to because you mentioned that your parents kind of didn't really support your dream. And I feel yeah. like I struggle with that, too. And I feel like... The more and more people I talk to, it's like a very common immigrant thing. So my parents right. came from Mexico. And again, like now, like now that I've been doing this for two, three years, they're kind of like supportive of the podcast and they're right. giving me a little, a little bit more leeway on certain things. But for sure, like when I first you know, graduated out of college and I told them I wanted to do this, they're like, no, nah, like just, you know, get a regular job or get a, you know what I'm saying? Because like, I finished college. That was like a big milestone to them. Yeah. yeah. And so I was just going to ask, like, how tough is it like when your parents don't necessarily your family kind of doesn't support your dreams? How tough is that on you as an artist? You know what? Like, I think it's very tough, to be honest, man. Just because I've seen both sides of the spectrum. Obviously, my side is like, yo, they don't support you. And I've seen my friends that make music that whose family does support them. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you have um, not really like an advantage if they support you. But it's like, you know, you, you're, it's like kind of, I feel like when your family doesn't support you, maybe you can agree with this. It's like in the back of your mind, like, damn, man, if this shit doesn't work, like, I look like an idiot in front of my whole family. Right. They'll rub you know it in. I mean? At least, yeah. you know, my yeah, parents be like, will. I told you so, you yeah. fucking idiot. You should have gone to school. Like, yeah. and that's what, I think that's one thing that's always in the back of my head. It's like, yo, I got to make this shit work. Like, mm-hmm. who the fuck? I can't say nothing. Whereas, like, I feel like if, you're, if you're, they support you, then it's like, all right, you didn't make it. But, like, at, at least, you know, you tried it. Or maybe it's like, I think a lot of people that I've seen actually make it and stuff, it's a lot of them are like, yeah, I had, I had most most of that support mm-hmm. whether it came from your community or it came from your family you gotta have that support True. that's yeah. one of the biggest things yeah you gotta so, find other people that support you whether yeah. your parents or not so then like with my family man when i first started they were cool with it like it's it's funny how like it, my family like flip-flopped man mm. you know but when they first started they were cool with it and i think they, t- they were cool with it because it, it was just a hobby which it was man it, it was i'm never gonna i can never tell myself to be like that idiot that's like gonna drop everything go get face tattoos and like now nah, make it yeah, yeah. there's no way bro like right. i gotta be smart like you said you gotta be prepared you gotta be smart about some shit <laughs> so um in the beginning they were just like all right man like if you're just gonna it's it was a way because my parents saw me going to school full-time working full-time and shit so mm-hmm. i think they kind of were like oh if you need like a little bit of release like i feel like everyone should always have something that's like your release whether you write shit in a diary whether yeah. you play sports outlet, whatever, whatever. Right? yeah you have to have some type of outlet and I think that's what they took it as. And I think as the years went by and I kept doing it, they kind of saw the growth of it as well. Mm-hmm. And then they were kind of like, nah, dude, you're not going to do shit. I come from a conservative family, Muslim family, bro. So yeah. This is like super taboo, man. Yeah. <laughs> so like, um, I think that's when they're like, yo, what the fuck is the family going to say? And I have this battle with my parents almost all the time, bro. Mm-hmm. And I think all of us kids do. And I tell mom, so I'm like, do they pay my bills? Like, what do they do that is going to worry about what the hell they, they think about what I do? Mm-hmm. I, and I got love for my family. Like, you know, don't get me wrong. But yeah. it's like, I don't, I can give two shits about like you talking shit on me. Don't talk shit on my parents. You mm-hmm. might have a problem, but you can talk shit on me all you want. <laughs> I don't care, bro. Yeah. That's why your breasts stink. Talk all that shit. I don't give a <laughs> so like, it just comes down to like that battle between my parents. And then it's like, I've, I've had the opportunity to open up for like some big names, right? Like Young Thug, mm-hmm. uh, Warren G, Damn. Uh, Pretty Ricky, Fat Joe. So like, uh, I think they've kind of seen the growth with it, so now they're kind of like, okay, that maybe he's gonna do something. Mm-hmm. So then it's kind of like, it's like you, they're they're bipolar almost, dude. Like some days, some weeks they'll be in the mood where it's like, right. all right, man, keep going. Like people come over to the house like, hey, my son makes music, like yeah. put me on blast, and then some days <laughs> like, yo, you better start 
praying. Go get go go yeah. be a go be a doctor. You know, what I mean, yeah, engineer, yeah. like businessman or something. Mm-hmm. And it's like you just gotta just battle with it all the time, bro. Right. But like I can't say it's been you know like as much as my family I want to say doesn't support me, they do as well. Mm-hmm. Like that's the crazy part. Like I can't tell you like oh man, it's a constant battle with my family. Like you know my I can see my parents like. Uh, and my family just in general, like, yeah, you, you like do it. Like mm-hmm. my parents always, they've never told me not to do it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like my parents always like, bro, do it, but just be smart about it. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm trying to do. Right. That's why I got this a corporate job too while I'm doing yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so it's a, it's a blessing in disguise, man. You know, mm-hmm. cause like you just got to take it as it comes. Yeah. So you kind of snuck it in there that you, you said you worked with Warren G pretty Ricky. Yeah. How was that experience? Like, tell me what that was like. Dope, man. It's pretty cool. Uh, like yeah, I've already got to meet him in a sense, I guess you could say. But like, it's it's cool because you know, just being in front of that audience of like what two thousand maybe sometimes or mm-hmm. whatever it is, um, it's one nerve wracking. I feel like it's always gonna be nerve wracking. Uh, but it's when you get on that stage, like I have this weird thing, man. I'll get like the heebie-jeebies while before I go on stage, you know, bubble guts and everything, bro. I'm like, damn, man, like shit, <laughs> I can like me, you know, does my hair look good? My beard look yeah. good? Who knows, bro? <laughs> uh, so then like. But then once you get on stage, I feel like you kind of black out, right? And it's mm-hmm. like you just you're focused on your music and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's just it's just amazing, man. It's like to just be off of like I've opened at the Observatory, for example. So oh, like, okay, like, nice. I opened up for Ruchi actually. That was my most recent one. Oh yeah, Ruchi, yeah. Az Chike, um, Kalen for real. All for the real. LA cats, yeah. Yeah. So I opened up. That was my most recent one, and probably my favorite one I've done, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because it's, it's a growing process, you know. Yeah. Like I mean, Kanye's. I think Kanye said it. Somebody said it. Where it's like I remember performing. And everyone fucking booed me off the stage, mm-hmm. you know. And it was like, or you're performing with like five people, you know what <laughs> I mean? And I, to be honest, like I feel like it doesn't matter if you're performing in front of five people or five thousand people. Mm-hmm. Their your energy should be the same, man. Right. Like, oh yeah, hundred percent all day. Because it's contagious like too, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's the biggest thing I've learned. Mm-hmm. So like, it's actually kind of in a sense easier performing for bigger artists, bigger crowds. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Because like half of these fools are like whatever smoking the weed and dying paying attention whatever it is if you got five ten people in front of you they're all eyes on you bro. <laughs> that's true you yeah, know yeah. <laughs> so it's like but it's dope man to just be on those big stages and like look at people in the crowd and like shaking hands you know like performing i mean last one i, I wore a bulletproof vest okay and like my homie like tagged my name not tagged it but he actually does like uh what's it called embroidery not or... embroidery man like he uh printing there you go printing, okay okay printing my stuff on there so it's like cool as shit you know it's super fun so you come out there like who the fuck is this ugly ass dude on stage and then like you kind of rock the crowd and it's like yo this is dope yeah then you get off the stage and you're walking around it's like yo let me get your instagram yeah let me get this like can i take a picture with you you know mm-hmm. you feel like a little mini celebrity for a little bit man mm-hmm. so it's like it's 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 very like it's it's obviously it's one because it's like it, one thing is like it's a it's an experience but two it's like dude like you kind of get to test like is this what i want mm-hmm. you know so then you kind of get to touch a little bit of you, like you feel it how it feels like for a little bit, um, like that. I guess you can call it the fame and stuff. Yeah. Uh, so then it's like it keeps you motivated. You keep pushing. Forward. Oh yeah, and That's yeah. the biggest thing that comes from these like shows opening up for these artists is like the motivation, man. It's like mm-hmm. one day I'm gonna just like have my own headline shit, <laughs> inshallah, man. So like you know it's like just keep it going. But that's the biggest thing, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned some artists get booed, and I've been at the observatory where I've seen opening artists get booed you yeah, know, yeah. for whatever reason. Have you ever had any bad experiences while you're performing? You know what? My first one, Young Thug, opening for Young Thug. But here's the crazy part, though. It's the kids I opened up with, man, Yeah. that got booed. I didn't get booed. So, like, I got off the stage, and people actually came up to me like, yo, your shit was dope, but I don't know who the fuck you're performing with. Uh, and I was right, like, right. damn, that's cool. Because what happened was, like, obviously, like I said, your nerves get at you. You know what I mean? I'm not going to, I'm not going to, by no means am I going to front, front like, and be like, yeah, man, every, every one of my shows, I killed that shit. Mm-hmm. Like, hell no, dog. You're trial and error. So, 
Um, I remember we got on there one, and I hate like I feel like people forget that yeah, it's music and yeah, it's creative, but it's still a business. Mm-hmm. You still gotta be smart and you still gotta be like organized, man. Don't just go in there and think that you're just gonna run the world and no, yeah, get yeah. it popping. A lot of these fuckers do. Like, oh, can I cuss on here, man? Yeah, you can going off. Yeah, go for it. Man, <laughs> go <sure>. for it. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, like so, we. I remember the and this was my first big one. It was at the observatory opening up for Young Thug, and. Uh, I'm like excited, man, because I finally got like my, I guess, like a little chance to do whatever I wanted to do. Um, obviously, nervous as shit, because the biggest I performed for was probably 20, 30 people yeah. at open mics and stuff. And then on another thing that got me nervous, and like even my friends, like, I actually do make music with, like, kind of uh, put this in my head. It's like, bro, you know, can you trust these kids? Like, are you sure they're going to come through? Mm-hmm. So that's the biggest thing, too. Um, so like we're backstage, man. They're about to announce us. Like the DJ's about to put us on, and this fucker like made it. Like you bring your USB on the flash drive, unless you bring your own DJ. Yeah. And you bring your music on there. And like you, the best way is to number them. Like put the DJ's not gonna. Be, it's too loud for the DJ to be like, yo, man, put this song on. This song on. Right, put yeah. one, two, three, four, five. Like yeah, it's yeah. easy, bro. Or you can make your own mix and just play it like that. Like mm-hmm. come on, man, have it prepared. And the DJs actually like that stuff. Like, you know, as an engineer, I'm sure you love it when an artist comes in here and, like, knows what to do, right? Exactly. You know what I mean? So it's, like, it's different things. It's, like, you got to understand this connection to your business still. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they didn't have that shit. So then, like, they walked out. Uh, well, we were supposed to walk out. The dude's, like, trying to tell the DJ what song to play. And two of these songs sound exactly the same. Like, the, the, the cadence of it, like, the way it yeah. sounds. Like, the, they rhyme. Obviously, like, the, it's too loud. He plays the wrong one. And they're standing back there complaining, like, bitching about, like, bro, what the hell's the wrong song? Mm. I'm like, man, get this show. We have 15 minutes, bro. Yeah. Get the hell up out there. 15 minutes. So I walked out, and I'm just, like, trying to hop up the crowd, which I got him a little bit. And I'm not going to even lie. Like, it was, I was nervous, nervous as hell. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, like, I'm just trying to do what I can, bro. <laughs> Another big thing about, like, opening for these artists is, yeah. like, it kind of depends on their audience. Like, some of these artists will have, like, a great audience that's, like, open to shit. Yeah. And then some of them, like, the audience is crickets, bro. They're standing at you with death stares. Like, oh, yeah. we don't want you here. Like, go get, bro, go bring Young Thug. So you have to under- overcome that. And, like, mm-hmm. Young Thug's audience was one of the toughest ones, man. Like, just stood there. Well, my, 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 which is, like, kind of, like, baffling. It's like, you guys should be the most turned up, like, hyped up ones. Like, yeah, yeah. So they just want to see him, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think come out. I- just to cut, sorry to cut you off, but just, I think that there goes go. to the promoter, right? Because I mean, I remember going to a, a Schoolboy Q concert at the Observatory, yeah, and they had like a jerk style rapper who opened up for him, and they got booed oh, off. Yeah. Obviously, those two styles aren't gonna, you know, they're mix. Like you're going well. to, if you're going uh-huh. to Schoolboy Q, you want something grimy, you know, yeah, yeah, a little bit more like hard. Yeah. The jerk stuff is not gonna get by. Yeah, if you were dancing on stage, yeah, on, exactly. People are gonna be like, "What the fuck was this?" Yeah. But then I also saw Vince Staples one time at the Observatory, and opening up for him was Villain Park. I don't know if you ever heard of them. I don't think so. But they're they're out of Long Beach too, so I'm sure a lot of the fan base of Vince Staples knows about uh, Villain Park. Right, right. And they did, you know, they they had a boom bap style that was kind of, si- you know, Vince Staples has his own style. I want to say it's similar to boom bap, but it the the two styles and the, where the artists are from made sense right to yeah, put yeah. those two people together <clears throat> and open up for him so i think it's like on the promoter's job is like you gotta you gotta know what sound artists are opening up well, for here's, that here's the thing man like promoter's job is to make money yeah i that's think true. Some, imagine i don't even know if anyone's on this shit bro probably one person watching me but like <laughs> um pr- promoter's job is to make money yeah like hands down like of course their, their job should be like you know what let me make sure you're gonna fit this damn thing mm-hmm. like let me make sure you're gonna fit the audience and it's gonna work for you but that's on on the artist, man. Like, that's really on the artist. Like, should I take this show? Yeah. Um, hands down. So, it comes down to, like, because uh, the promoter, like, I, I think the promoter give two shits about the opening act, man. Mm-hmm. Unless you're somebody big. I'm not yeah. going to lie. Yeah. They don't give two fucks about you, bro. Give me my money, and then you're performing, you mm-hmm. know? 
Uh, or I'm putting you on. It kind of depends which way it's going. If they're paying you to do it, whatever. If they're paying you, obviously they're gonna be like, "Yo, I'm gonna make sure you you gonna do this shit," because then we're gonna work together for future. Yeah. So it kind of like works on, but it does come down to the artist. Mm-hmm. So it's like take your, choose your battles wisely. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, so it just like I've seen it too, where it's like uh, it'll be a turn up one, and next you know the artist comes up boom bap and stuff. Yeah. And it's like nobody's here to listen to some boom bap shit, and you talking about like. Uh, how your mom stopped calling you by your name when you were 13. Now you call her Tina instead of <laughs> mom. I'm like, come on, dog. Like, what the hell? Like, yeah, no, yeah. You, if people are here to turn up, they're here to turn up. So you got to have like a good mix, man. Uh, so that way you can kind of be, you can kind of reach the audiences of all of them. And then like you said, you have to, you have to know your audience. Like your homies that open up for Vince Staples. Yeah. It's like they already knew like we're going to fit perfectly and mm-hmm. like from the same area, whatever right. it is, you know, it's like, dude, we got, we get this in popping. So mm-hmm. it's like, it just you have to choose your battles. I think it's not always on the promoter. Some of it probably. Yeah. But yeah, it just comes down to it that way too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Speaking of like concerts and everything, when do you see? When do you envision? I guess concerts returning back to normal. When the CDC says we can't imagine. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea, bro. They be changing shit every week. Yeah. Um, right now, I mean, I'm doing some live live concerts. Okay. So shout out Pop Shift, man. I just did one. What the hell? What was the date on that? I think it was the 11th. What was the date on that? Dang, I can't remember. I got bad memory. That's another thing, man. Eat your almonds, bro. <laughs> I got the worst memory in the world. But, like, a lot of them are being on live. So, like, Instagram live, whatever it is, Zoom meetings and stuff. Imagine you're hopping on Zoom to watch somebody perform. Mm-hmm. But, um, it's, you know what it is? A lot of it's, like, art, as an artist, it's your, this is your livelihood. Like, yeah. you have to be doing this. Like, you're, you're not going to make money just by sitting there. Um, as much as it sounds, as much as greedy as it kind of sounds, I feel like everyone always says, like, well, you can't be in it for the money. Like, Motherfucker, what? You're, you have to be in anything for the money. You can't just, like, mm-hmm. be out there just loving shit and not doing anything off of it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, um, so, it just, most of them just been live. I got another one coming up June 20th, I think, and then the, and the one of July, mm-hmm. I think. And they're just Instagram live concerts. Or, okay. no, actually, one's Lemonade Social. I think it's this new app, man. Um, so, like, that one's going to be on there. So, it's yeah. pretty cool as far as, so, I mean, I feel like concerts didn't necessarily go away. But as far as people actually meeting up with each other, man. Yeah. That man, I, I don't think it to like twenty twenty one probably. Yeah, if, if, if the earliest, man. at least big places, right? Yeah, man. I can see small open mics, you know, kind of yeah. opening up slowly, surely, because you know you'll get like twenty, thirty people For there. Sure, but those. the like observatory where they you know get over a thousand, yeah. that's gonna be tough. To I mean, that on top of that, up. and what they gonna do? Stand there with the thermometer gun to check everyone's right. stuff. Right, and those First, places are in the cleanest places. You know how many yeah. dudes wa- don't wash their hands after using yeah, the restroom? Jeez, oh, man. <laughs> Like, that's the thing. And it's like, I feel like these damn thermometer guns don't even do anything. They say the coronavirus, you can't tell if you have symptoms in the first place. So it's like, right. I don't know, man. So to be honest, I don't foresee anything legitimately until like 2021. Yeah. At least. Because the thing is, supposedly the temperature kills this thing, right? So now that with the summer coming out, mm-hmm. maybe there might be a few this summer. Who knows? But with the summer, with the sun coming out, it's like, all right, it's going to kill some of it. But then they're already saying that there's going to be a second wave in September, October. Yeah. It's basically like the flu. When you get flu season and stuff, so it comes yeah. out. So, I mean... Until they actually find, like, a vaccine for it, I don't really see anything, mm-hmm. like, changing completely back to normal. It's so weird, man. It's like, I, feel, I, feel, I still feel like we're in a freaking movie, bro. No, yeah. It, <laughs> dude, this whole year has been a movie, man. <laughs> Shit, man. It's crazy, bro. So, it's like, I, I mean, at least the 2021, like, going back to completely, I don't think, I don't see anything. Yeah. Yeah. You got any ideas? Man, I'm ho- like, kind of, kind of, like, I guess, best case scenario, maybe, like, October, November. Yeah. But then, like you said again, too, it, it depending on how the cold season comes or like the yeah. flu season, there's gonna be a lot of asymptomatic people who never showed anything, but then carried exactly. it, and then they pass it on to a grandparent. Or and that's like the thing; it's person. gonna be a mutated, mutated version of it, yeah. bro. All the stuff that died off, you know, is gonna stay died off. The shit that that passed through it with coronavirus, it's gonna be like the 
that's just gonna stay. Yeah. So it's like this stuff, the harder to kill stuff. Yeah. So yeah, man, it's crazy, dude. It's, it is crazy, man. This is. Trippy. But you mentioned the IG live concerts. I think that's like a great way to adapt because in in, yeah, the, yeah. in the world, no matter what it is, I mean, looking about like Amazon, how it wiped out so many industries out yeah. there in America, you gotta adapt no matter what mm-hmm. it is. You know, and granted, you can. I think that's where the as an artist, that's where you make most of the money is, right? Like, at the bigger stages, it's performing? Yeah, it's just performing. I mean, this comes from a lot of it, like, merch, man, like, like, oh, yeah, like yeah. shirts and CDs or whatever it was. Like, um, it just it comes from different revenues, man. You should always have more than one revenue of income. Mm-hmm. Imagine that's not even on the music side. That's yeah. just in general. Like, right. you better have something coming in. Yeah, yeah. You know? I don't care if you got a full-time job. You better have something on the side making more money, too, because, mm-hmm. God forbid, that shit goes down. Now you're, you're stuck, bro. Exactly. Like, There's a lot of people uh, who, you know, on that first wave of unemployment hit, like, yeah. they just kind of panicked because they didn't have anything else to leave. Yeah, on. but then there's ones that don't want to go back to work because unemployment's paying them, like, better than they were getting at the job. So yeah. it's like, shit, dude, like, um, you kind of, <laughs> I guess, it's both sides of the spectrum. Yeah. But, yeah, man, you should always have something else. Um, granted, you're not always going to be in the position for it. That's the, that's the biggest thing. I feel like it's easy to say, like, you should always have multiple streams of income mm-hmm. but it's harder to do man like mm-hmm. you got to have one the capital get this other stuff started and then you gotta make sure you can do both of them too whatever it is right, Unless you right. Got some, like passive income what it is so mm-hmm. that's the crazy part of it man yeah. But, yeah you should always have more than one to to just sustain yourself mm-hmm. so how do you divide your time between your corporate job your music career and then as well as the social life and everything else that you got going on oh that's the crazy part man so i, I work full-time 40 hours a week, so I get, but luckily I'm at the bank, so like my, it's only my daytime that gets, mm-hmm. you know, caught up, uh, like it's a nine to five, um, and then, I mean, I think I can balance it pretty well, for the most part, you know, there'll be sometimes like, damn, man, I got too much shit going on, Yeah. but um, I think it's just prioritizing, dude, like that's what it is, when you, once you're done with like, uh, whatever you're doing at work, so I, now it's like, alright, if I gotta make, if somebody paid me for a feature or something, it's like, alright, now I know I gotta make this shit done, and then send it over to you. Um, get that done I like so the biggest thing is actually booking studio time with mm-hmm. music man I think that's a big way that helps it like be prioritized because when you when you book that studio for eight hour session I mean a 12 hour session or six yeah. hour session you're locked in at that point just going at it you yeah know? so that's the biggest thing um, and then in a sense man music is just help your social life uh, like out of out of off the bat to do music you have to have like your social life so then yeah and like I'm blessed to have my friends that also like my little crew I guess you can call it that like they all do music as well so when, when something comes up like a mix or something mm-hmm. we're already hanging out with each other as it is mm-hmm. and then uh doing our music stuff too you know what i mean so i got you know you always got your different groups of friends like you're, you got your smart ones and yeah. stuff like so <laughs> on the like i guess finance side of things you can call it you got the ones that's like you know this in the music you got the ones that just like to turn up so it's like you just gotta spread it out um i can honestly say like there's some of my friends i haven't been able to give enough time to that as much as i'd want to at least mm-hmm. but it just it's just like you said it comes down to it. it's like if i'm not doing anything I'm I'm usually working on music, mm-hmm. you know, like trying to I'm trying to get into like making beats and stuff myself. So I'm always okay. like messing with that to kind of get better with it. Cause I mean I don't know music. I've I've really studied it, so it's mm-hmm. like that's all like new to me. So yeah. like, I try to learn that stuff. So it's just like just gotta take it as it goes, man. I feel like that's the beauty of music. Cause once I drop a song, for example, I like, say on Spotify, you know, or wherever it streams at, it's like I don't have to be constantly like. It's or it's, it's easier to constantly push it. Does that make sense? Like I yeah. just post on my Instagram a quick boom. It's like back in your face. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially so, with Spotify too, it has that like Instagram yeah. stories. So feature. like I can be chilling with my friends and stuff, and like oh shoot, I need to post this real quick, and it's quick. You know, mm-hmm. um, it feels disrespectful sometimes. I'm not gonna lie. I always tell my my people I'm hanging out. I'm like I swear to God, I'm not on my phone to like <laughs> be an asshole, man. But I gotta do this real quick. Yeah. So you just gotta squeeze it in. I, I mean, I haven't seen too much troubles with it. Mm-hmm. Um, like there's definitely been freaking hella problems with it. Mm-hmm. Like. <laughs> 
we're trying to like it, but I think that's more mental like I think you kind of overwhelm yourself mentally not like really so right. I think that's where like the problems really come but if you really tear it down I think there's not a big, a big issue with like having a full time job and then doing music and then trying to make time for your social life okay right yeah. on so you mentioned earlier too that you're Muslim, right? Yeah. I know Ramadan just happened. It did. Is that what what challenges does that present to you as far as going through everyday life with work and making music? Um. So Ramadan, man. Um. Uh. I do try to take a break from music. Okay. Just because it's like a time for like spiritual, you know, I guess guidance. You could say, you know, you kind of mm -hmm. just slow down. You kind of reconnect with yourself. Mm -hmm. So me and that just the way I brought up, like even my parents, we used to, we used to just stop listening to music too, mm -hmm. like Ramadan, just straight right. up, straight up. Um. So like since it's been like that I do I try to take that break from it um, that I've been able to now because I don't really need to like I guess constantly be on it like like I said you can do work on something and then like, you kind of plan it out yeah. you know you got you to have a timeline for it um, but it's, it doesn't do too much I mean the only you know you stop drinking you, you can't eat and drink while the sun's up right. that's the biggest thing mm -hmm. um, but like I think now I can like honestly say it hasn't really affected me too much mm -hmm. Um, because I've gotten used to it. Does that mm -hmm. make sense? Like, I know that I can when did do you, it. When did you start? When I was, like, 12, I probably, like, really had to get on to, like, doing all of them. I remember, you know, when you're a kid, you're always curious. So when you see your parents wake up in the middle of the night to eat something. Yeah. And then, you know, <laughs> it's like, man, what the heck? Wake me up, too, bro. I'm trying yeah. to eat. So, like, as a kid, like, you kind of cheat on it. But then, like, uh, at 12 is, like, when you really kind of get in Islam, bro. Like, that's when, like, you, uh, they, they say, like, a kid's brain is, is it 12? It's 12, right? Like when the kids like brain is like mm -hmm. kind of developed to work or they're mature enough, I guess you could say to kind of take off those roles mm -hmm. of like doing more um, like certain things for, mm -hmm. for the religion. So and that's where it's like when you really should like, I think that's when you're really like required for lack of a better word to start doing it. Okay. So then since I've been doing it for like at least 10, more than 10 years of my yeah. life, man, it's like I'm used to it now. Yeah. You still get those questions like, you mean you can't eat or drink anything no, yeah, yeah, yeah. for 30 days? I'm like, dog, like I would be dead, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, I hate when the sun's down. <laughs> this one, though, in particular, brought the challenge of like not being able to go to like our, our mosques or masjids right. or churches, you know? Mm -hmm. So like it's, it's like that's what really kind of got me on this one, man. Mm -hmm. we, me and my homies uh, – we used to always do like a mustard tour, but that's what we used to call it because we pray all night, basically, man. Yeah. So we used to go from like different, I guess, temples you can call them, churches, like to churches, you know, right? Uh, to go pray. Mm -hmm. So like, and it was, it was always, it just kept it interesting. That was one of my favorite things. Um, it is a big, it is a big, a huge month of like coming together, man. So you always meet, like you're always meeting new people. You're always like getting together in big gatherings, yeah. you know what it, what it may be. Um, so it's like just comes down to different things. So this one was like very particular. It's like I was just home all the time. Yeah, you're isolated with my family. But at the same time, another blessing in disguise, man. Like I got to pray with my dad and my, you know a lot. You know that's it is. Mm -hmm. um, so it's like, yeah, okay. Of course I didn't get to go to like these these mosques, these mushes and stuff. But mm -hmm. I was at home praying, and you know getting that guidance myself. Right. So I, it went by pretty good, man. I can't complain. It went by fast as heck. Yeah. I feel like I started on Monday and it was done by Friday. <laughs> That's how quick it went, but it was it was a beautiful month, man. Regardless yeah. of tight, like man. the the times we're in and stuff. Yeah. yeah. For the first time this year, I had a friend invite me to do it. He was like putting something on where like it was a particular weekend day. Oh, He's yeah. like, yeah, if you're interested, and I had him on the show to do some like movie review podcast, right? No. Yeah, but he you know he invited me to do it on a Saturday, and that was the first time I ever done something like that, and it was yeah. it was definitely kind of challenging, like not gonna lie. Of course. But uh, yeah, it was it was just kind of like. It was really amazing for me to be a part of it, but he also had like ten other friends of his do it too. Yeah. And then we, I think you call it like break fast um, yeah. at, at sundown, 
he had like a zoom call and everything and kind of shared experiences but i thought it was pretty cool man i was like this is eye-opening. It's cool to see other people's cultures. and Yeah, yeah. man. I, that's one thing I, I feel like you should always be mm-hmm. open minded. Like, and I right. love when people are, man. Like, mm-hmm. we got our homie that used to actually go to the mushes with us yeah. all the time, man. Granted, he used to wear, like, his dicky shorts and long white socks and stuff. <laughs> and, like, he might fight anyone that came look at him wrong. But, like, no. Um, it yeah. still worked out in that in that way. So, yeah. um, it's always, I mean, me too. I, I like to be open to other uh, different cultures and stuff, yeah. different things. I think you should always be open. We're all different. Like, I mean. Mm-hmm. I feel like once once you kind of shut yourself down, you know, to where it's like, no, I'm not gonna really really want to learn about right. other things. Then that's when like the problems occur. You know right. what I mean? Like, I think that's where stereotypes yeah, start because because if you seclude in. yourself, like let's say I only hang out with Mexicans, well, I don't really know what an Asians like because I never hang out with them. Yeah. But then you you know you start making up stereotypes, and I know that's you know that that happens in all like amongst all races and cultures, you know. But if you, I think it'd be I think it's really good that people like, uh, or I think it should be not required, but it's. I think if people more did stuff like that, where participate in yeah, Ramadan, yeah. participate in other people's cultures, whether it's religion or not, uh-huh. I think that would help a lot as far as like. Just open your eyes, man! Like mm-hmm. you know, be stop being in this bubble. Like that's all it is. You yeah. gotta get out that bubble. You know, mm-hmm. just learn different things, and it it just it helps you grow as an individual as well. Like mm-hmm. that's the thing, man. Like you know, so how was it for you that day? Like what what like did you did you? I mean, you probably didn't get like too much spiritual shit. Like out of no, bit. not too much. I, I mean, for the most part. It was a Saturday, and I was I was really lucky to the point where I didn't have to work. Right, I work on Monday, Monday to Friday, so I don't have a weekend job. So I I knew it was like my day to la- la- lounge around the house, and I went yeah. to the park. A friend wanted to play frisbee, and so this was like the second to last. So this is when things started opening up, like the parks were opened up. Yeah. So you know we hung out, and I remember we played frisbee for a little bit, and it was like towards the end of the day. I want to say it was like four thirty-five, but I remember I was like I was starting to get thirsty, you know, because we're we're not running super hard, but you know. You know, yeah. you're moving around a little bit at the park and the sun's kind of beating down on you. And so I remember like it was it was I think I fell asleep. I took a nap when I got home at six till like seven thirty when we had the Zoom call. <laughs> People do to, me, I, I, I was just like, man, <laughs> this is this is too much for you. I'm going to try and just, you know. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, for the most part, it was I couldn't I guess I was trying to say is I couldn't like imagine doing like Monday through Friday stuff, you know, having yeah. to work and because I work two jobs right now. So I think it'd be really tough for me to you know do that during the week. Yeah. But I think it's still really cool to be a part of it. I'm sure the more you do it, the better you'll get at it. Yeah, and yeah, kind of manage it. You kind of get used to it in a sense, man. It's like mm-hmm. it just clicks on and off, like yeah. quick. At least for me, man. Right. Some people still like be like, "Oh, dang, yeah, it's gonna be hard." But <laughs> I mean, I don't think it's that bad. Mm-hmm. And I'm a big football fan or a big sports fan in general. And I know yeah. whenever it, because it's a lunar calendar, right? So yeah. every now and then, every couple of years, it'll land on like during NFL season. Yeah. And there's NFL players who still go through the regular routine. But still, probably you know participating. So yeah, I think man. that's crazy. You know, they have that kind it's of willpower, wild, man. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy, dude. Like that's it. T- hats off to them, man. Yeah, like to do all that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> I just got a desk job. I'm sitting inside AC all day. <laughs> but to be out there and stuff, man, you sprinting and all this. Yeah, man, yeah, that's crazy, man. dude. Hitting people or whatever, shooting yeah, yeah. hoops or whatever. Maybe I mean, there's. I mean, people like faint from it too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You kind of pass out and stuff. So it's just, mm-hmm. it's just how much your body can take, man. That's mm-hmm. what it comes down to. Yeah, um, I know there's a. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it, there's a spiritual trip you have to take to Mecca. Have you ever done that? Hajj, yeah, it's called yeah. Hajj. No, okay. I haven't done that. You can call it the pilgrimage, I guess. Pilgrimage, it, I mean, okay. it's, but no, nah, man, I haven't had the opportunity to do that yet, man. Okay. Um, hopefully one day, so bro, I'll be able to take my whole family out there and stuff like mm-hmm. get that done. So, yeah, it's it's on the bucket list. Yeah, it's on the bucket list, man. But no, nah, I haven't been able to. Mm-hmm. Not yet. Have you ever been to Pakistan, where your family's from? Yeah, I've been there twice, man. So I remember going. When I was young, when I was like three, mm-hmm. you know, um, don't remember much from that trip, but I remember going when I was uh, 11, 12 ish with my mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we went out there. 
like, dude, I almost wanted. I just my, you know, it's funny that coming from out here. I wanted to get in a fight when I was out there, because they don't have no sense of law, bro. Like, right. it's all anarchy out there, man. <laughs> I could, I was in my head, I was like, I could do whatever the hell I want, and no one's gonna arrest me and shit. You yeah. know what I mean? So like, but then I remember telling my cousin like, yo, because I almost did fight somebody, mm-hmm. and my cousin was like, you better not, because like, uh, they they don't again, they don't have no rules out there, bro. They throw up, a, they'll pick up a rock and just toss it your head, and next you know you're dead on the ground. Yeah, damn. You know, so it was like crazy and then i don't really match the skin tone imagine of everyone out there yeah so i was getting like stupid looks everywhere i went bro and mm-hmm. it was getting on my nerves i'm sure you dressed more american too than other I mean, people i wore a whole freaking uh, basketball shorts and a jersey bro i was yeah. out there like my fat ass, i look like a whole ass what's like a the michelin man out there. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. so they would look at us everywhere we'd go man they just stare because i mean obviously third world countries are known for kidnapping people yeah because they think if you're coming from america you got money so we right. just gonna get that money uh, I think I was just too big for them to even pick me up, man. <laughs> you know, my fat ass was walking around like, <laughs> try me, bro. <laughs> so, We're gonna have to work for this. Yeah, you can't get me. But um, like, I remember specifically, man. I went with my mom to the stores, and they're like bazaars. Like they're swapping me though. Like it's out, yeah. they're all outdoors for the most part, depending on where you're at. Like now, Pakistan has come up a lot, man. Like they're gotten. Mm-hmm. I mean, just like the rest of the world, everyone's advancing. Yeah. Um, but it depends. Like you're still, there's still those villages. You know, what I mean, like, if you go to Mexico, that's where you said you're from, yeah. right, Mexico. If you're a Mexican and your family is in that particular village, it's still like a village. Like, yeah. it's still, they got the neighborhood market out there that everyone right. goes to, and it's like everything's a lot of outdoors. There's still dirt all over the place, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, so that's where my family's kind of at. So I remember walking in to the stores. I remember at one point, dude, my mom, me and my mom were like shopping with our aunt and stuff, and like these two ladies, and out there, they some of them do do the whole, like, the whole burka thing where they're all covered up in all black. I don't know mm-hmm. if you've seen that. Um, kept hopping in the rickshaw behind us and like following us every store we went. Mm. So I don't know if they're doing their shopping, man. Or if it was, like, some dudes dressed like that, you know, trying to snatch me up. Yeah. Or if, like, they were just, like, you know, very intrigued on who the hell this kid is walking in with fucking no sleeves on his shirt and stuff. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know, white as milk, imagine. <laughs> so, like, I don't know. I remember telling my mom, and, like, my mom tried to, my mom played me, man. She went back to, like, my, my cousin's house and was like, he was so scared. I'm like, I wasn't scared. I was getting irritated, man. Like, go out there and throw a rock myself. <laughs> yeah. But, no, it was cool. It was an experience, man. Like, I think that's another big thing, traveling, dude. Yeah, like, oh, 100%. To always travel. Imagine you gotta have money to do all this stuff. <laughs> yeah, it um, is. It was dope, man. I still got some family out there. Hopefully, like we're working on trying to get them out here, mm-hmm. um, which would be like a blessing, man. But that's just like you know, God bless Donald Trump, bro. It makes it a little bit harder now. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, man, it was it was dope. It was it was an experience. I definitely want to go back. Mm-hmm. One because like when I went with my mom, I was trapped in the house the whole time. Like, mm-hmm. like nothing to do. It was like go to the stores with my cousins and come back. And whereas, like, some of my friends that have gone to Pakistan and stuff, like, have gone to, like, travel. Because they got some beautiful places out there, man. Some nice really? scenery, dude. Okay. Like, clear waters, like, Dang. nice mountains and stuff. Going where, like, where you go. It's just, yeah. Just like any other third world country, there's, like, those places that are just yeah. gorgeous. And then, obviously, mostly where people live is, like, like you know, it's just what, whatever. So, right. <laughs> like, I want to definitely go and, like, kind of just, like, travel around with my with a couple boys and stuff. But me and my friends were actually planning it. Mm-hmm. Definitely see my family again, you know, and just, like actually get out there a little bit dude mm-hmm. uh, so hopefully one day soon i'll go again too right on speaking yeah. of traveling where, where are some other spots in the world that you would want to travel to everywhere bro every freaking place i don't think there's anything specific man yeah um like anywhere like i, I so far out of the country i've been to new zealand Ooh. australia and pakistan That's okay it. um same, it's just because i had family there so like uh those were beautiful man it's just, it's cool to see it's like how we brought it up earlier it's like you should always taste a little bit of different cultures and see how it is man mm-hmm. so um, I would like to go anywhere. I would like to. I would like to go to UK for sure. Yeah, that's one of the biggest one on my bucket list. Mm-hmm. You know, check that out. Um, 
uh, anywhere, man. I want to go to like Argentina and all these damn places. Yeah. Man. It's like it's. I just like to do this shit. Like I'm the. <laughs> It's nothing. There's no one place that, like I can think of that I want to go to. Yeah. Like India, I'm trying to pro- like walk up in there. You know, China, everything, dude. Mm-hmm. There's nothing. Is there anything that you'd like to go to? Probably Africa first, first and foremost. Oh, See, word. like the Kenyan safari or wherever the safaris are, kind of. Because I feel like a lot of those animals are gonna go extinct, extinct in like 20, 30 years. Yeah, that's you know, what pisses me off, man. Right? Because they just, you know, they're they're constantly like, you know, like uh, what is it called, poaching those animals, and so it yeah, just, man, feel, unnecessary. Yeah. So I just, I just, I feel like I don't know. De- definitely I'm Africa. Be disrespectful, bro. No, you're good. You're good. I, I got on live. Who knows if somebody said anything? I just know real quick, man. <laughs> Ruin the whole damn interview for that. Yeah, but now uh, like South America, Central America too. You know, Great Wall of China. I guess like anywhere there's like big structures. Egypt for yeah. sure. Like the pyramids. Oh yeah, the pyramids, bro. Man. That's a trip too. You know what I'm saying? And how they align yeah. with the stars. So like those Crazy, people are on bro. another level. Dude, it's just and just learning about it, man. Yeah. I'm. I, I can tell you straight up, man. I'm gonna be honest. I'm an ignorant motherfucker. Like, oh my bad, the mic almost. But like, <laughs> I feel like I don't know enough stuff mm-hmm. as it is. Like, I think just in general, it's like I really gotta. I really want to learn more stuff too. That's yeah. why I, I try to stay away from like believing stuff on social media too. It's like, bro, I haven't done my research. Yeah. You know, I, I don't have, without doing my research, I don't have the right to be talking on this topic. Mm-hmm. You know, so I definitely want to like, like just go and learn too. It's not, yeah. that's just sight the sight to see and stuff. Yeah. It's like, let's go check it out, man. Like, and actually like get some history on this damn thing. Yeah. Knowledge is power for yeah, sure. Man. And I guess it, it's cool to know where like cultures come from. You know what I'm saying? Cause I think every culture learns from a previous culture, right? Yeah. Even the United States, we learned from someone else before us, you know, exactly. we didn't just come up and, start doing things the way we do because whatever you know we had to learn from another yeah, culture i had backwards man <laughs> so that you can see me <laughs> yeah it's dude i mean it's, it's great like that's a big part of the world man it's just it, i just wish it'd be easier for people to have the opportunity Does that make sense mm-hmm. not a lot of people have that opportunity to do it no, i know stuff, dude man. that's a tough so, thing like you just even like growing up where we grew up you know and it's like yeah. a lower income area like people aren't traveling like that you know they, they get ex- i work with kids too in the middle school area in garden grove so like oh, dope, you know man. they they if they travel to riverside that's like a big thing for them you know <laughs> exactly, what I'm saying? Yeah. i was lucky to go to like the river or like kern river one we would, we yeah. would camp my parents kind of made like a point to camp at least like every now and then on the summers good, and stuff man. but I, I mean i remember i went away to school to sacramento and that was like i think the furthest i've ever been from home and then after that i did go to go to like colorado and like kansas city um, and stuff like that. Te- I visited them from family, friends in Texas last spring, um, Dallas area. So Damn, it's, it's cool. Dope, I'm man. starting to like slowly venture out, but I feel like for the most part, you know, I didn't really leave California too much as a yeah, kid. Yeah. I think that's a big thing that a lot of us forget too, being in California. It's like, dude, we still got these states touching us that we got to check yeah, out. Yeah. Forget going across the globe. Like we can just pop in the road trip and get going. Man, I've lived in this area my whole life and there's stuff in LA that I still haven't seen yet. Exactly. Dude. Like, I've, I've never, never totally a- checked out and experienced Hollywood yeah. myself. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's these beaches that I haven't gone to. That everyone's like, it's like that comes to visit. It's like, oh, I want to go here. I'm like, shit, I haven't even done that damn thing, <laughs> yeah. man. Like, you know, I think you just take it for granted. Mm-hmm. The point, oh, hundred you know? percent. It's like it's there. I'll just go when I need to go. Yeah. <laughs> time as by the time thing, you know, time flew by and it's like, damn, man, I should have like started doing some stuff. Mm-hmm. But it comes down to like, then you got priorities, bro. You got work, school, whatever it is. Like you can't really just walk up and go do this. Right, shit, right. Yeah. Like you said, everything costs, and so to even go to like exactly, you know, Hollywood man. or something. Life like is that. crazy, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> True. I feel that, man. That's so cool. before we wrap things up, man, your previous album, The Calm, it dropped in 2019, yeah, yeah. correct? It did last year, June yeah. last year. Dang, man, it's been almost exactly a year. Yeah, I think it was like June 26th of last year mm-hmm. that it came out. How long did it take you to complete the album, the project? Um, I want to say a year. I want to, yeah, maybe a year or two years. Uh, just because at first, dude, I didn't even know I wanted to do an album. Mm-hmm. I'm not even gonna lie. I was just, this your first one? 
Yeah, that's my first. Bro. Uh-huh. I mean, I dropped this whole mixtape when I like first started. Don't even like bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> that one's like off the face of the earth now. But um, yeah, this is my first album. I yeah. I like I, I feel like we live in a world of singles now, dude. Yeah. Like, does that oh, make yeah. sense? I don't mm-hmm. think albums aren't shit anymore. Mm-hmm. But so I guess I was working on just doing a bunch of singles, and then it just came down to like, dude, I was realizing like all these kind of songs kind of correlated, and I was like, Mac, I could probably put this in like a tape. Mm-hmm. Um. So then it just came it just came about over the uh, like a year I want to say mm-hmm. and I was putting all these music side I didn't drop them yet and then I think I was like sitting there talking to my friends and talking to, like my my other creative friends and stuff like just as it was going back and forth I was like man I should put this in the album and sure enough that's what we did nice well that's what I did yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then it came out I mean I've gotten some pretty good feedback on it man can't lie and it's, it's mm-hmm. my first and probably only album for a while at least I don't, okay. know, I don't know if I'm doing more tapes. Like right now, the next thing I got is a single dropping on one Wednesday actually. Okay. Called Treat You Right, T Y R. All right. So, um, I just hope that should be my one hit wonder. <laughs> but like, yeah, I'm focusing on that one. Another thing, I'm trying to tap into my like cultural roots, so I'm actually trying to do like a lot of more like Indian Punjabi music, okay, Pakistani music, yeah. and uh, go that way too. I that's what's actually funny though, because when I first started making music, that's actually where I wanted to like progress in first, mm-hmm. but like. I don't know what it was, you know, I just didn't grow up in the area with all of the, and the Desi people and stuff. I didn't really know too many, so it's like, I couldn't really just jump into that culture and yeah. and, and try to make that music and try to think of it going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, because as much as, and everyone's always like, well, you shouldn't see it as a career, and I'm like, it's like as much as you want to say, like, it's just something I love, it's an art I do, mm-hmm. you have to think about it. If you want to make your livelihood, you have of to course. think about it as a business. So yeah. it's like, um, so like, knock on wood, man, like, I've started meeting a lot more people in my culture, um, and then, like, so I'm trying to get into that a lot, too. Mm-hmm. Just because I've always wanted... And there's something... And a, a little part of it is that my parents can kind of relate to it, too. Does that yeah, make sense? Yeah. They understand it. Uh-huh. So they're, it's more <laughs> easier for them to like that than it is for them to hear me rapping. Because in their heads, automatically, I'm probably cussing on every single line. Yeah, exactly. And talking about, like, the dumbest <laughs> stuff. So I'm sure they, you know, they have a perception, too, of rap and hip-hop. They think yeah, you talk yeah. about, like, bitches and whatever. All day. You know what I'm saying? You know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's crazy, man. Mm-hmm. Which is, like, the contrary. Imagine I try to keep it, like cursing to a minimum yeah as much as it is mm-hmm. i try to but like i feel like there's sometimes you just have to throw it in there mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah man yeah. that is that's been out for exactly a year now dude so that's I, crazy i actually like and the, like back to what we were saying like merch and stuff like it was i got 50 cds i want to say nice um and like 50 shirts as well i think mm-hmm. the shirts are all gone man like thank you for everyone that purchased it mm-hmm. uh but i got like, two cds left that's what I was, like i was trying to bring you a shirt but i couldn't find any i, I swear i thought i had more left <laughs> it's all good man. so i'm gonna have to get more but uh <laughs> Yeah, man. So it's just it's just dope. It's a it's a super it's a super dope experience. I remember signing signing my first CD. I did a listening party. Yeah. At a hookah lounge. Right? Okay. Oh, <laughs> like, nice, nice. My friend she got my CD. He's like, "Yo, can you sign this for me?" I was like, "Wait, hold on. You want me to sign your CD? <laughs> you sure." And like, dude, like that shit was dope, man. It just felt dope. Like just shit. I'm signing CDs right now, man. Yeah. Yeah. I, I still like it old school. I mean, like now CD players are going extinct too. Right. <laughs> but no, I know. Really, man. like the only play the place I can play a CD in my room or in my house is like my PlayStation. Yeah, yeah like exactly, the, man. PlayStation still takes CD players, yeah. so that's it. So like, my car doesn't have a CD player. It's like, Even damn. computers are taking out this freaking CD thing. Bro, bro. I Like, know. what the hell, man? Yeah, I can't even watch a DVD yeah, on there. Yeah, they're going away, man. I'm like, shit, dude. Like, I really... Because I really... When I was growing up, the, the whole hip-hop era, I kind of grew up with like, people selling CDs out their, out their trunk. Yeah. And I really wanted to experience that, man. Like, <laughs> let me just go pop up somewhere and be like, bro, like, I got the CD. And like you know, the music playing and stuff, but damn, all, you don't get the experience. It's tough it. now, yeah. yeah. Everything's digital now. I'm sure you it can is. still do like sell tr- uh, shirts out of your like or merch. Yeah, merch is always there. But yeah, I mean, guys like Fifty Cent and like you know, they made a killing off yeah, of stuff man. like that. You know, because you know what? Here's the thing, man. And like um, at that point, I feel like back then when you're like now, a lot of people remember like when SoundCloud rappers was like everyone was being called SoundCloud rappers. Yeah. 
it's because now anyone can be an artist. Like yeah. a lot of people, there's a lot of people out there that think that you know, I'm gonna make three songs and I'm gonna pop off and I'm gonna be done, like right. famous and shit. Like you know what I mean, like a blue face type of thing. Yeah. Oh, there you go. That's, well, he wasn't a one hit wonder though. Back to I feel like saying. a lot of he, people. He, he kept on with yeah, it. Yeah, a lot of people fuck with this shit. If you like yeah. Blueface, you like multiple. Yeah, he kept tracks. on. He see, he's one of the that is smartly. You know right. what I mean? He came up and then he kept he kept it going, kept mm-hmm. the ball rolling. But um, like a lot of people want to. Where was I even going with this? Bro, I fucking lost my mind. <laughs> oh, a lot of people can be rappers now. Like yeah, you know, yeah. a lot of people would think that they're just gonna drop two, three songs and it's gonna pop off like mm-hmm. that, uh, which is not the case. So like, I feel like back in the days when you had to make CDs and you had to put money behind it. Yeah, more work. It was like, bro, like okay, maybe I should really like think about this right. you know i should really put myself this is quality enough to tell it and i could think that that's when like that's why that whole cds at your trunk era was a big thing because mm-hmm. even like a random person that came up to you bro if you walked up to me while i'm sending cds at my trunk it's like you probably think i probably okay i must i must have some type of faith in my work yeah to be like yeah i put five bucks into a cd and i'm selling it to you for yeah. like six seven bucks yeah whatever it is um so like I don't know. It just comes... Now it's just like, oh, you're dropping and stuff and it's like, oh, go check out my music. I'll be slanging my music at work, man. That's tight. That's what you gotta do. (laughs) Word of mouth, man. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) old people that come in, like whatever high school kids, man, or like even college students and like, Sometimes they'll be the ones that like that I've sold in CDs and shirts in my... I'm asking Yeah, I could probably get fired. Imagine this thing going on. (laughs) But like... uh, Yeah, dude. And that's the best thing because you see these... Like, a customer walked in with my shirt on. Oh, okay. (laughs) And this is an old dude, 70 years old probably. (laughs) And he just walked in with my shirt. I'm like, yo, it's freaking dope. Yeah. But, um, or like, I have like this other customer, and she's like older too, and she's like bumping my music in the parking lot, like nice. loud. And then there was one of the songs I've been cussing on. She's like, I, didn't, I can't believe you're talking about this, honey. I'm like, dang, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but then she's like, it's good. I like this track. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's, it's super crazy. Imagine I guess I lost my train of thought again, but like, like <laughs> it's just, this is dope to be. It, oh, it comes back now. Like, now it really takes. People would actually go online and search you up and then come back and tell you, like, right. all right, yeah, okay, I listen to it. Because mm-hmm. then, I, I mean, I can tell you, check out my music, bro, and you just drop me. Yeah. You, you don't have to open my DMs 100%. or whatever. And, and, and I think because there's so many now, too, yeah. there'll be, like, a thousand people. And so, like, think about, like, somebody exactly. like Timbaland or just someone on, on their exactly. Instagrams. Imagine how many people are in their DMs trying to, like, day. check out my music, check out my music. There's exactly. no way you can th- look through all of them. Yeah, man. Whereas, like, back in the days when it was, and it's, like, half, and again, it comes down to, like, half of these people aren't even putting their time into their music. Yeah, they just want to do true. it because they think it's going to make them famous and, like, are no more worries in the world yeah um so i feel like when he put like your time and effort into something like to like make a cd album cover like you know uh or just stuff like that it kind of shows like art this is more than just a hobby mm-hmm. you know and whereas like that's where the whole soundcloud rapper thing came up with yeah. a lot of people just throwing shit on there for no reason right exactly but like i mean even now pop like, anyone can kind of get on spotify and stuff mm-hmm. too so it's like oh yeah yeah it's really know, easy to get for a while that was the biggest thing when i show people when i pick when i was telling people i was like on itunes and spotify and stuff like that and they're like all right maybe he's actually doing something yeah. let me check it out then they would so then it kind of comes down to it man there you go you just gotta keep pushing man mm-hmm. that's all it is so the opening track on this album 1am in nubia yeah yeah you rap in spanish a little bit on that song I what knew, inspired man. what inspired that you know what, man? I I, I speak Spanish. Okay. So a lot of people like get thrown off. A lot. I've, I've been mistaken for being Latino a lot. Uh-huh. Just cause I, and that's why I feel like that's why I, it's funny. I feel like that's the reason like I didn't really know my Desi community that uh-huh. much growing up because I always looked like I was Mexican. Mm. Always hung out with like, you know, black Mexican. I was always like there. I was picked up on Spanish. So, like I feel like either, <laughs> it was either one one it was hate or like they didn't know if they can accept me. Like my bad, bro. I'm a I'm a distracted a little bit. <laughs> but I took an Arabic class in college. Uh huh. And there are two dudes in that class that are uh, Pakistani as well, man. Uh-huh. And one of them's ringtone was like this brand new movie that came out. It was a, a Bollywood movie. And like <laughs> his ringtone went off. And I like walked up to him from there. <laughs> and I was like, bro, have you seen the whole movie yet, bro? It's just dope, huh? And he's like, 
surprised. Like, oh, I swear yeah? to God, just yeah. off the back. He was like, what the hell? How does this fool know what it means? <laughs> and I told him my name. I'm like, bro, I'm from Pakistan, too. And then they did from there. It was like, shit. Oh, okay. <laughs> what yeah, the yeah. hell? So, uh, I mean, so I just, like, typed it down my roof. So I rapped in Punjabi in there as well. Okay. And I think it just came down to the point, like, if you listen to the Spanish part, it makes sense. It correlates with it. It just came down to the point where I was like, dude, like, it just happened, man. I think, so 1AM Anubia, real quick on that one. So there's a hookah lounge called Nubia in Anaheim. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like literally my thoughts at 1AM Anubia. Because sometimes dude, I'll be disconnected like while I'm sitting there with people. Mm-hmm. And I've caught myself a few times. I feel so bad about it. But like, I'll be in my thoughts like, damn, I need to do this. Um, I got to start working on this. Yeah, I feel you. Damn, I can't really just be sitting here like wasting my time. You know? <laughs> like a lot of times, I'm serious. It comes no, down to you can't just I waste can really, your time, yeah. you know? So then uh, it just came down to like me writing. And I was like, dude, it... You know, I think the Spanish just just came in there. I just I just felt it. Like a mm-hmm. lot of my music, just I just feel it. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> that's just how it was. And but that's not part of it. Was like I want to express my versatility as well. Mm-hmm. Like, man, don't be a, don't be surprised when you hear me and Bad Bunny on a track and I'm hey, rapping more Spanish than he is. Imagine, like, <laughs> no, but I actually do want to do like some like trap Latino type stuff, like okay. or, trap reggaeton, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. uh, in the near future, hopefully. But um, yeah, man, it just fit well with it. Like, yeah, you know that's the crazy part. Like it, like it just flows with it. I don't know. Maybe Or maybe it's wrong. Maybe you can tell me it's like, no, I, say, I thought it flowed well. Don't yeah. ever speak Spanish again, motherfucker. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but it, like, it it just fit with it. Uh, and then it's dope. Like, it's just more audience that you connect with, I think, mm-hmm. you know, and then being able to translate for certain people. Like, I'm, a lot of times I have to translate the, the parts in my language. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it, it kind of opens people's minds. And people are like, man, I'm going to start learning more languages sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that'd be tight, <laughs> man. Maybe, maybe I'm Mandarin, starting. Japanese. <laughs> yeah, but it, it just came up with the song, man. It, it, it just fit well. And, and I think it, like, helped me just... It just uh, While I was writing to the song, dude, it just came in there. Damn, like, that's tight, man. I don't think there's, like, any specific reasoning behind it. Mm-hmm. It just, like... It just happened. <laughs> yeah, and it's good that you know multiple languages, too. Because uh, I feel like in this country, we don't teach as many. Like, it's a... What is it called? An elective, right? In high yeah. school and college to learn another language, but you don't have to do it. Yeah. But in other countries, like they're not only learning Japanese, but they learn English and probably exactly, another one too. Man. And same thing in China, same thing in Mexico. Like everyone's All learning day. two to three languages, and we're the only ones that are like English. And, yeah. and we got people out here that are Mexican or even my culture, and they don't speak like their language. They yeah, no, English. bro. I know. Like I, you I know? man, I feel I, I feel bad because I'm not like super fluent in Spanish. I can get yeah. by with a lot of people, but. There's definitely times where I'm like stumped on something where I can't, you know, understand right. something or I can't communicate with a certain person. Yeah. But there's people who like know nothing about Spanish that, you know, parents come from All Mexico day. too. And I'm just like, damn, like, at least I'm not that bad. Yeah. yeah. Do my first job, my, my coworker used to get roasted all day by the manager. Yeah. Because she was Mexican. She didn't speak Spanish. Yeah. And he was Indian. So how does Malik speak Spanish? You don't speak Spanish <laughs> all the time, bro. And I was like, and I felt bad too. I hate that shit, man. Cause I'm like, dude, I don't want, to, I don't want you to think that I'm better than you or nothing. Like, right, come right. on, man. So like. <laughs> like, look, it's cool. I can teach you Spanish if you want, man. <laughs> but not, yeah. like, it was just like, dude, don't put it on blast like that. Yeah. Okay, she don't speak Spanish, but it's, it comes from a, it comes from the roots, bro. Like, mm-hmm. like, like you said, like it's out here. They try to, I mean, like I don't know what the word is, but it's like you know, you have to Americanize everything. It's like, no, don't speak Spanish. Mm-hmm. Speak English, bro. I got yeah. customers. I got customers that come in that need that speak dumb, broken English. Yeah, and I try to make it easy on them to speak Spanish, and they still refuse to speak Spanish no, back. Yeah. They just want to speak English, and yeah. it's not. It's not like a pride thing or anything. It's just the way that you've been trained, a lot of these people. Like, a lot of these kids that don't speak Spanish, not because they don't want to learn it. Mm-hmm. A lot of times their parents don't want to speak some Spanish. Right. Because they didn't want it to be out there mm-hmm. and being called, oh, you freaking Mexican or whatever yeah. it is. You know, it's like you didn't want to be out there speaking English with an accent because they yeah. knew that it would come out you right. So I think it's like, it's no, it's not, it wasn't done in a harmful way. 
but it just ended up working that way to where it's like, damn, bro, like, it's, right. it's not there. Because that's what my parents tell me. My parents both spoke, spoke, speak fluent Spanish, right, right, still to this day. But growing up as a kid uh, with my sister as well, yeah. they didn't speak to us at home in Spanish. So yeah. we only got to practice for Spanish with our grandparents, aunts, uncles. And, you know, like, as we got older, we started hanging out with them less and less on weekends because we had sports or whatever. You know, we got jobs and stuff. So yeah, yeah. we don't see them as much. And I've tried to, you know, take classes. I'll listen to Spanish podcasts. I'll try and do certain things in Spanish just to kind of touch up. Right. But for sure, like, my parents tell me they never taught us to speak at Spanish at home because they got made fun of. Because, you know what I'm saying? They came exactly. from, you know, especially my mom. She came over a lot later. And, uh, you know, she has an accent when she speaks English, you know, in fourth or fifth grade. Yeah, yeah. And so kids are kind of, you know, teasing her. And so I, I think I can see from their point of view, too, why to they didn't want to teach that. us. But for sure, it kind of sets us back because if we were more fluent in Spanish, both my sister and I, it could definitely. And, you know, now as adults, we can, you know, it's up to us to, to learn it more. Yeah. But for well, sure, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly, you know. Uh, but it definitely, like, it pays to be bilingual, especially in California, a lot, man. man. A lot, dude. Yeah. And, 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 I mean, it's just anywhere, man. Like, it's just crazy. It's just something to learn. But, I mean, like, back to what you were saying, like, I remember I used to I used to not want to speak my language in front of my friends to my mm-hmm. parents. I remember I used to, my mom used to come pick me up, man. I was like, you better, you better turn that music down. I don't want nobody asking me what the hell that is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. I used to get in that car and close the door as fast as I could. Oh, like, all right, dude, bye. And like, <laughs> out, man. Like, window rolled up and everything, man. Yeah. And like, I remember my mom used to come like speak to me like, or my dad even like used to come speak to me in front of my friends in my language. I would reply back in English. Yeah. For the sole reason I was like, I don't want to be that kid. Like, yeah. That's different now, man. I love being different. You better mm-hmm. You really have the much like most different person but like i mean and obviously like throughout school it kind of got to that point too but it's like as a kid it's like you don't want to be ridiculed for for stupid things and it's like if the much as much as you can avoid it then that's what we're gonna do yeah. what, is, think, what is your native language or the native language uh, it's called uh, you know what? it's a, it's a it's a i don't know the exact language but it's, it's like a it's called punjabi man punjabi. but my village kind of speaks like a like a dialect of it okay yeah so i mean um i there's technically three languages i guess i can speak but like or, or i mean five in total but three of them are the same. So Punjabi, mm. Urdu, and Hindi, they're actually like three different languages. To me, they're the same, though. A lot of people don't think they're the same. To me, they all... But, okay, Punjabi is the most different one out of all three. But, like, I feel like if you can speak one, you can kind of speak the other two. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah. So it's uh, different dialects instead of the same yeah. similar language? Yeah. I mean, a few words here and there, I feel like, are different. Because now, here's the thing, man. Pakistan came from... To me, and I hate... I don't know if you know this. Like, there's a huge, like, apparently, like, a feud between Pakistan people and Indian people. Yeah. Oh yeah, because they're neighboring countries, right? Yeah. Unnecessary, man. Yeah. Un- man, we eat the same food, bro. Your nose just as big as mine. Well, mine isn't big. Imagine <laughs> you're just as hairy as I am. Yeah. We both look like monkeys, bro. Come on, get out of here. Imagine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my body get like beat up by all these fucking people. <laughs> but um, like we, so Pakistan people actually come from India, man. Yeah. The only reason it's separated, if I'm not mistaken, was I think it was the British people that did that shit. Okay. My, like I said, my history is garbage, bro. I'm an ignorant motherfucker, bro. But like, um, as far as like. I think they separated them. And I, another thing is, like, the religion religion separated it. Mm-hmm. So, like, India got the more Hindus and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then Pakistan got the Muslim people. Okay. And, I mean, I don't know what the hell the difference is, the feud is. But, like, so, in India, they speak Hindi. In Pakistan, it's Urdu. Man, if you hear two people speaking that same shit, it's the same exact language. Yeah? Straight up. I ain't going to lie. <laughs> That's crazy. The, some words are different, maybe. But, dude, it's the same fucking thing, man. Yeah. That's what gets on my last nerve. Um, so, that's why it's two different languages. Punjabi is the different one. But, like, it's, uh, like, very similar still. Yeah. And then I speak Spanish and English. Okay. Even my English is fucking crash, trash, too, bro. I mumble too much, man. <laughs> yeah. I don't talk too fast. You just listen too slow. <laughs> but, no. <laughs> so, yeah. I speak six languages. Mumble, English. <laughs> that is, 
Spanglish, yeah, that's seven. Yeah, no, for real, dude. Yeah, <laughs> no, but that's the trippy thing, too, about Spanish is, like, if you go to Spain, it's a completely different uh, type of Spanish. It's more formal. Yeah, dude. And even big. in Spain, there's, like, I remember learning in an advanced Spanish class that I had in college. There's, like, four different types of Sp- Spain Spanish, right? There's Damn. Catalan. Fuck, I already forgot the other one. But Catalan is, like, the main one that came right. across to, you know, South America and Mexico. But, you know, me coming from a Mexican background, it's easy to understand Mexican people. Yeah. I had an Argentinian professor. Bro, oh, like, that... That shit's crazy. And I, I remember he said, too, at the beginning, like, the first day, like, Argentinians speak very differently, so just be cautious. And I'm like, ah, like, I, don't I'll understand trip. it. Oh, yeah, I got even, you, bro. I got you. <laughs> but, dude, like, there were some times where he was talking and the way he talks and they, you know, they kind of, like, blend words together a little bit differently. Yeah. It's a trip. I was like, whoa, like, crazy. What did man. you say again? Can someone, you, like, slow someone that talk down? with a lisp on purpose, bro? Yeah. Like, it's crazy. Like, mm-hmm. Or, like, instead of saying Z, it's like Z. Yeah. Or, you know yeah exactly little quiero. things like what yeah the hell exactly that? little things yeah. and you're just like whoa that just kind of no it's like, true yeah. yeah i mean i got lucky with, with spanish man because like i picked up on like the i guess correct spanish you could say yeah from the classes mm-hmm. but like i got to practice it with my friends that spoke spanish so i got like the hood right. spanglish spanish version of it too yeah, yeah. So, like the slang you can't tell and that's what a lot of people get thrown off like damn you're not mexican because then it's like when i speak spanish now like you know when you somebody's learned spanish it's like they speak super proper yeah, yeah, yeah you know <laughs> so like then that's how you know okay you took some classes boys yeah, yeah. so you can't really tell i took classes but then like it, i get customers like from peru or something or people mm-hmm. i meet from my like, peru and i was like uh one time i remember we were in new york man this dude was from i think this dude was from spain actually okay and he said spanish uh and he said what did he say he said conoce a españa I'm like, of course I know Spain. What the like? What do you mean? Do I know? Oh, okay. But his the way he was matching me is like, have you been to Spain? Oh, so okay. I'm over like, see, yeah, of course I know Spain, bro. I'm not that stupid. Like, yeah, I know what that is. It's the country. Yeah, and so like, uh, and then I'm like, and he's like, oh, really? Where'd you like go? I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Took this conversation just somewhere else, yeah, man. Like, yeah. what just happened? Yeah. And then uh, my and then the thing is, my friends like think I really I'm a, I'm a, like great at Spanish. Mm-hmm. So if I slip up, then I'm like, you don't know, speak Spanish to get out of here. <laughs> so he's like talking to me and shit, and I'm like. Like, yeah, of course I know Spain. Like, dude, mm-hmm. do you know where we're at right now? Yeah. <laughs> like, like an idiot, bro. Then, but he actually meant it. Like, have you been to Spain? Yeah. I'm like, damn, that's crazy. Because in Spanish, you say it different, right? Right. Yeah, like, you know, like, so it's, what, like, visitó a España or something, whatever the fuck it is, yeah. man. Like, you'd actually say, did you travel there yet? Mm-hmm. Like, this was just said, do you know it? Like, if I if I asked if you know my friend yeah. or something, so I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> so you just have to kind of pick up on it. Like, there's one lady from Peru, and I swear to God, bro, I'll be like, I need you to repeat Slow down and repeat that sentence three times so I can yeah. answer your question. Yeah. Feel bad sometimes, but it's, it's crazy, dude. It's, just, it's beautiful, though, right. like, how different everything is. No, like, I know. Yeah, man, it's crazy. That's, why, that's one of my goals is to take, like, a, what are those, like a road trip down from yeah. Mexico, just every Central American, every South American, oh, and just, man. you know, learn the different Spanishes, essentially, yeah, just yeah, you know, practice it out and stuff like that, but see the different cultures. Because even, even food's different, too, right? Like a, yeah. a tamale in Mexico is different than a tamale in, you know, El Salvador, yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's their neighboring countries, but all the food's different. It's yeah, very yeah. similar, but very different. That's same crazy, time. too. Yeah. And, then, and then El Salvador and Mexico got that little, like, kind of enemy, too, a little bit. Animosity, yeah, a little bro. bit, yeah. No, so, I'm just kind of like, I've seen the, I feel like it's starting to die down a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like before when I was a kid, I mean, I, mean, I didn't have experiences as it was, but I remember, like, it used to be, like, a bigger thing. Yeah. Like, a lot, and then people used to always, like, El Salvador used to talk shit on yeah. Mexicans and it's vice versa, but, like, I remember, I remember I had a friend that whose one whose dad was Mexican and the mom was Salvadorian. So yeah. How does that work, man? Yeah. She, and she actually was like, yo, some of my family actually doesn't get along with my mom's side. Like, That's no, it. I can imagine, bro. Yeah, so it's like, <laughs> I don't know, man. It's it's like you said, everything trickles down from cultures before us, mm-hmm. and it's stupidity. Like, that's where racism and stuff comes from, bro. Like, mm-hmm. it's like you listen to what your parents say or, or yeah. whoever it looks, you look up to kind of says, mm-hmm. and it's like, 
but then that's where it's like up to our generation or like the newer people to kind of yeah. stop that shit like yo like cut it out <laughs> yeah that. and the more cross-cultural relationships that you'll get or biracial yeah. relationships you'll get exactly. the, the more of that will disappear a little bit hopefully you know that's yeah, the man. hope but you know you're starting to see more mexicans marrying blacks or blacks marrying asians or yeah, you know, yeah. kind of cross-culture stuff yeah it's crazy man but it's a and that's the thing it's a beautiful thing to see where but I feel like, man, I feel like we take one step forward and take two steps back. Yeah. Like, that shit yeah. pisses me off, bro. It's like, yeah. what the hell, man? We literally went from a black president, no matter what you guys think about those two presidents, yeah. you went from a black president to somebody To like, a Cheeto. Imagine yeah. Something, yeah. <laughs> something completely different, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Dude, like, so that's, yeah. It's so crazy, bro. And it's like, dude, like, I, I mean, like, I think we failed to realize, like, we're part of history. We had Obama, man. God bless him. For oh, real, yeah. You know, like. Damn, we're gonna be in history books. Maybe my my picture might might be in, but I know that time. Like, yeah, exactly. Be that old guy like twenty twenty is gonna yeah, be a my, big my, year my too. My damn pimp cane and shit, like telling my grandkids some stories. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, bro. You no, know, our, our grandkids will be like, "What was twenty twenty like?" Yo, that uh, shit was <laughs> a blur. Unreal, <laughs> man. Fuck, <laughs> uh, dude. That's the thing, dude. That's what kind of gives me coronavirus. Like, technically, it's just never gonna go away. Yeah. If you think about it. Yeah. Well, there's like, always gonna be a new one pops up. Yeah. I think I remember uh, hearing about like this. This uh, COVID nineteen has like eighty percent of the genome as SARS that happened. I forgot what year it was, but when the SARS yeah. outbreak happened, it has eighty percent of the genome. So it's just an adapted version of this it. You know what I'm saying? No more, bro. But like, no, actually. But back to what you were saying, like it does. You know, it's crazy though. Like just because you brought up SARS, mm-hmm. every election there's been a out disease outbreak. Yeah, Ebola, swine yeah. flu, bird flu. Like it's like SARS is like what the hell, bro? Every out of nowhere, you know? I know, so dude. Like, Conspiracy it's, shit, man. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> I can sit here all day and just go on crazy shit, bro. Yeah. <laughs> well, really appreciate Ooh. you for, you know, hey. hopping on the show again. Before we end things, I do like to do a couple quick hitters. Yeah, let's um, do it. What's your uh, favorite toppings on a pizza? Oh, shit, man. Pineapple, chicken, jalapeno. All right. That's because right. I had that last night. That's the first thing <laughs> came to my head. I don't have a favorite, but let's go. Okay. All right. If you could talk to any person dead or alive in history, who would you want to talk to? Oh, shit. That's a good one, man. Damn. Who would I want to speak to, man? I have no idea, bro. I, have, I don't have an answer for that one, to be honest. Because like, there's not really anyone that like. Damn, man. Who who I want to speak to, man? Maybe like Lincoln or something. I guess. Just okay. that's the first one that came to my head. All right, all right. Yeah. Abraham Lincoln. Right. That's yeah. what's up. If you were stranded on an island, uh, but you know, food was provided and everything, what were three things that you would want to bring to pass the time? Music for sure. Okay. Um. What else, man? Can I bring like sports equipment? I guess. Yeah. Yeah. You can bring like a, a ball or some shit. Yeah, and I guess like friends. Yeah, you know. Wait, well, I'm stranded. I'm stupid. I'm stranded, bro. <laughs> what else am I bringing, bro? Let me see. I'm bringing Google. <laughs> <laughs> Just the search. Engine. Just because I'm gonna get the hell up out of there, bro. I'm gonna figure out. <laughs> That's a good one, man. If you could visit any place in the world, where would you want to visit? Oh, I already had this question, huh? Yeah. Um, my bad. If you could visit any place in time in history, where would you want to visit? Oh, that's crazy. You know what? I would. With the stuff I know now, I'd like to go back to my high school self. Okay, all right. Yeah, that'd be hard. <laughs> like, the stuff I know, like, the way I've, like, grown and shit, with that mentality and the way I am, go back to, like, maybe a freshman year or something. I feel you. And just do it all over. Yeah. High school could be, be brutal dope. for some people, man. It wasn't, sure. like, brutal. It's just, like, dude, I feel like, man, I'd be, I, who knows where I'd be right now if I knew yeah. what I should do. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it'd be for dope sure. to see it that way. Yeah, I feel uh, you. If you could have any kind of exotic pet, what would you want to have? Oh, shit. A lion, man. Yeah. Yeah. Carol Baskin. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last one. If you could give any advice to your younger self, what would it be? Don't be afraid, man. Like, be ready. Like, just ready to take everything on. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, not that I was afraid as a kid. It's like, I don't know what the word is, but it's like, just just be open to more shit. Like, mm-hmm. just, just take that chance. There you go. Take that chance. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> take that chance. <laughs> 
put that on a shirt. Take that chance. <laughs> <laughs> I'd buy one for sure. Yeah, man. All right. Well, really quick, if you could plug where you can find your music, your Instagram, um, and anything else you want to plug. Yeah, so you can find me on my website, wakasofficial.com. So that's W-A-Q-Q-A-S. Official, I hope you know how to spell it, but it's O-F-F-I-C-I-A-L.com. <laughs> um, all my socials are at Wakas E-N-T, so Wakas Entertainment. Because you might see some comedy coming from me soon, hey, bro. All right. YouTube channel, imagine Stand blogs up. and shit. Maybe I don't, I don't know about blogging. I don't know about that. But, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, but yeah, Wakas ENT. So W A Q Q A S E N T. Twitter, Instagram. I'm not gonna give you my Snapchat just yet. Matches. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and then my music's on Spotify, Apple Music, Pandora. Uh, actually, I got a radio station on Pandora, man. Nice. Yo, all right. Like, that's the crazy. That's part. tight. I was like, Pandora's looking at it, it's like Wakas Radio. But um, yeah, so Pandora. Uh, what is the title all that stuff yeah and then I got some old stuff on SoundCloud too alright and the new stuff coming soon TYR coming soon June 3rd man music video coming alright uh, well really appreciate you again for taking thank the time thank you for out having me man yeah. hope I didn't ramble on too much nah it was good it was good <laughs> Boom, that's going to do it for this week's episode of the My Mike and I podcast. Really appreciate you guys for tuning in and listening all the way through. If you really enjoyed that last episode and you're listening on Apple Podcasts, I would greatly appreciate if you left a rating and review. And if you're listening on any other platform, be sure to follow, be sure to subscribe. And I would really appreciate it if you could shoot that link over to uh, someone that you think will like the podcast. Whether it's a friend, a family member, classmate, professor, doesn't matter. Shoot your shot. You never know. I would greatly appreciate any support of the podcast that I can get. Be sure to follow the My Mike and I Instagram page at my period Mike and period I. Also follow me on Twitter at underscore Noah Alvarez. Those are the two best ways. If you're interested in being on the show, two best ways you can contact me. If you have any ideas, feedback for the show. Also, the two best outlets you can contact me. Um, let's see what else to promote. Be sure to check out Phoenix Fit. Use promo code my Mike and I with the letter N. Be sure to check out Pablo.co. Use the promo code Locker for 20% off. And be sure to go check out Georgia's over there in Anaheim at the Anaheim Packing District. Support your local black-owned businesses. Uh, remember, guys, all gas, no breaks in 2020. With the pandemic still going on, with all the protests and riots going on, I hope you guys just really take this time. Whether you have time or not, whatever free time you have, just you know, focus on your mental health, focus on your energy, focus on just, you know, still work on on your hobbies and whatever you want to do at the end of the day. I know it can be very stressful times. Find yourself a positive outlet. I guess that's the best way to wrap things up. All right, that's gonna do it for this week's episode, episode 109. This is Noah Alvarez of the My Mike and I podcast signing off. Till next time.